This is the Kamloops Insider with Parker Bennett. Hey, welcome everybody to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. I am your host, Parker Bennett from Royal LePage Westwind Realty, and I'm joined by Philippa Thiessen, also a realtor here at Royal LePage Westwind Realty, and she has a little bit of a scratchy, a sca- a scratchy throat. I do. But we appreciate you showing up. Oh, thank you. Thank you kindly. And we have Emma Papalardo on the mixer. And behind the fact finding that we are going to, is that we're going to end this podcast with some trivia. So I hope you brought your thinking cap today. Today, we're going to be talking about trends in the kitchen. And I have brought a dear friend from way back, 1990-ish. Six. No, we graduated in 96. So it was before that. We weren't friends in high school. Fair enough. We could get into that later in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're joined by the... Sean, why don't you tell me what you do? <laughs> sure, I can do that for you. Uh, I'm the general manager of food and beverage up at the Coast Hotel Conference Center. Uh, so that encompasses the, the Conference Center, Romeo's Kitchen and Spirits, our restaurant, and our off-site catering division, Uptown Chefs. Cool. There's no way I would remember all those fine details. Uh, but it's Sean Harnett. Am I saying that right? Correct. Harnett. With two T's. That's right. That's an inside joke. Or just joke. Harnett. Harnett. Yeah. Inside joke. And you got, you got some other stuff on the go? Uh, yeah. I, I leave a, a busy life with my, uh, my two kids. And uh, together with them, uh, we started a, a, a company called The Saucery. Just something we're going to do on the side. We're not looking to go mainstream into the stores, but we're going to do. Uh, we're going to make a line of sauces where we have made a line of sauces. We're uh, trademarking right now because our sauces are awesome. Yeah. And everything's awesome about it. So we're going to play it safe. And uh, yeah, we're going to do some trade shows, online retail ordering, at oh. our website, thesaucery.ca. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to really involve the kids, and, and they're going to see what happens if you get an order for sauce but forget to ship it for a week. or You know what I mean? I'm going to teach them the good and the bad about business at, at a young age, and they're going to you know, take 50% of the profits and put it in their college fund. Nice. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, right on. So the topic today is going to be like kitchens. Wicked. Love kitchens. I thought, who better to have on the show for kitchens than the... The kitchen guru, so to speak, because like looking back on your life, I've known you for a very long time, even before the 96 era where we maybe not been the best of friends in a high school era, but I've always known you to be a cook, cooking type of guy. How did you get into cooking? To get out of dishes. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly how it happened. (laughs) Fighting my mom, complaining, and then, and you know, me personally, I'm not the right guy to give an ultimatum to. Yeah. Because every single time I'll tell you what you don't want to hear. Right. And so she did it. She said, you don't want to do uh, dishes anymore? Fine, then cook dinner. Okay. And that's how it started. I'll cook every night. Yeah. And I'll laugh at my stepsisters when they have to do the dishes. And yeah. And you're just like making a big mess and walking away. Yeah. So nice. it started kind of out of spite a little bit. Yeah. That's actually like good advice. Like to kids growing up now, if you... If you just make them put the dishes in the dishwasher, they're not really too keen on that. Well, we didn't have a dishwasher back then. I said, why don't we get a dishwasher? And she said, you 
dishwasher. We have one. You are the dishwasher. You are yeah. the dishwasher. Yeah. yeah. But I think uh, it's good to, just in general, you know, for kids, not even just, it's more than the dishes. Challenge your parents. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's uh, worked for me, works for my kids. So do your kids cook? Yeah. 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 They're 11 and 8, and both of them could cook a pork roast with rice or potatoes and vegetables. Um, my daughter just two days ago had it ready for me when I got home from work. Nice. Wow. That's impressive. I know. Yep. That is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Philip, who does the cooking at your house? Um, I do. Nice. Yep. How crazy do you get involved in your cooking clashes? Like, give me like a really cool Friday night dinner that you would create. Oh, seriously? Well, it depends if I'm uh, heading out on the road for the kids' activities right. or not. Um, well, I just did a pork roast yeah. with um, mashed yams and roasted cauliflower and broccoli the other day. Nice. Yum. I, I should put it on record that it's about lunchtime right now. And, and you're I, starving. I haven't eaten yet. I'll probably under mind both of you because like pizza at my house from Domino's is going to top the charts because that's about as crazy as it gets (laughs) fresh meat on the barbie but that's that's it I don't have any creative creative mindset when it comes to cooking I've seen you make Sunday morning pancakes yeah pre-mixed add water (laughs) I can get her done yeah all right so the kitchens when you look at a house in general over the last 20 or 30 years, there's been a lot of like physical characteristics that have changed about a dwelling. When you look back to like the BC builder box was a rectangular shaped house with a very general hipped roof. Um, And we've sort of moved away from that general design for a couple of reasons. We try to make the house more efficient, but we also try to make the characteristics of its visual appearance more appealing. And I'll give you a good example. The, the shingles on your roof have evolved into a more appearance-savvy shingle. Like, they're, they're part of what um, your designer, if you were building a house, your shingles would be part of the design. Whereas 30, 40 years ago, it was just you put shingles on a roof. It's got nothing to do with color or the, the characteristics of the house. When you move into the house, the kitchen has changed. There's been some changes done in the kitchen, but I think we're stepping into an era where here going forward, the kitchen's going to change yet again. So let me, let me give you some of the obvious changes. In 1979, I'm just going to throw out a number. Your kitchen was boxed away from the living room, right? So in theory, if you had people come over for guests for dinner, you would be hiding in the kitchen as opposed to like, bringing that kitchen into the entertaining experience, right? Would you agree with that, John? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you still just have a fridge, a microwave, a dishwasher, and a stove. But some other characteristics that have changed, <coughs> and I would say identifying back to 1970s, is the introduction to stone, stone countertops, what would, be, would be one of them, Right? And we, <laughs> you feeling okay, man? Do you need a timeout? No, I just uh, need another coffee. Stomach trouble's waking up here. Yeah, no doubt, man. <laughs> I hear you. It's early. Realtors get up early. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what have you noticed in changes in the evolution of the kitchen? 
On a large scale, gas stoves. Gas, yep. Those were, you know, a big thing back in the day. They were few and far between, and now, now they're cool. Why, why is it that a cook needs a gas range, and yet the average person just is satisfied with electric range? What's the difference? Well, you don't need one, but uh, you're going to heat up your pans faster. Okay. So if you're impatient, it's good. Um, you know, and a lot of people are concerned about safety issues. Like maybe you have kids and you're worried that, you know, they're going to turn the gas on and leave it on. But um, in general, you're just going to get a better cook on your product. It's going to yeah. heat your pan more even. Um, and like I said, like if I want to cook something really fast, I put the flames on it, crack the egg within like 10 seconds. It's sizzling, right? Where right. Those other stoves, I hate those, uh, what do you call those things? with The, the induction? Induction, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, they're pretty speedy, I think. You know, yep. 30 seconds to a minute, you might hear your egg sizzling, but I don't got time for that. They're super safe. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and then you can get more heat from the gas stove as well. Right. So, for example, if I'm going to sear, you know, do a roast or something, I like to put do a nice sear in my cast iron pot. Yeah. I need it screaming hot. Right. Sear the roast, get a nice crust on it, and then pop it in the oven. So. And let it finish it off. Yeah. 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 So. Would, would you say that gas has a more controllable range of heat, or would you say... They're equal. I'd say they're equal. Right. Yeah. So if you're building a house from scratch, the addition, and I know this for a fact because we just included this on a new build uh, deal that we just put together, 150 bucks gets you gas to your, to your stove area, right? A real good investment because if the potential buyer is going to be like a chef or someone who enjoys hanging out in the kitchen, um, they're, they're hands down going to, they're going to want, they're going to want, they're going to want to have gas, Right. What about safety issues? Let's talk more about safety issues. Like, if, if I got a six-year-old who's creative and curious, and they cruise around the kitchen and click that gas button over to, you know, the pour the coal, pour, pour the gas to the coal, um, that sketches me out a little bit. Yeah, me too. I would rank a gas stove and a six-year-old up there with having a swimming pool in your backyard. <laughs> not for me you know my kids are 8 and 11 now different story right you know if uh, I teach them the, the basic safety and the importance of, of that gas stove and, and that it's a big responsibility right it's not to be taken lightly so you know they mess up I well, whack them on the back of the head with a frying pan one time and it never happens again yeah <laughs> kind of a hard fist right yeah yeah yeah, yeah just one time <laughs> right but no we've never had any issues I mean my daughter's the oldest one. If yeah. anyone is going to leave the gas stove on or something, it would be her. Right. Yeah, my son's got it down pat, and uh, yeah, not even a concern for me anymore. But yeah, young kids, I mean, they're grabbing things and fidgeting. Yeah, that means anything. Like, I remember an experience where I, I made paper airplanes when I was like six or seven, and I would fly them around the kitchen, and one landed in the toaster, which was cooking toast, and instant flames. Whoosh. Right? Ooh. Yeah. I mean, if you have a gas stove and young kids, there's little tricks you can do. Um, you know, those knobs, they come right off. Right. So if I had a six-year-old, I would take all the knobs off my gas stove, and when I'm cooking, I would just leave them in, in a basket on the counter where they can't reach. When right. I'm cooking, I'll, I'll just put the knob on, turn it on. When it's done, it's turned it off. Pop. Yep. Yeah. And just keep the knobs off. Okay. Yeah. Philip, you got you use gas? I don't. Right, okay. I would have thought for sure you'd have been gas. Yeah, I, I don't. It just wasn't in my house when I bought it. From now on, I am going to like stereotype every person I meet, whether they have gas in their range or their electric. Emma, yep. gas? 
She's she's nodding yes. Yep. Uh, Always gas. Always gas. Another trend you're seeing is, uh, well, appliance-wise, is that KitchenAid, you know, that KitchenAid machine. Yeah. Might as well just have that, just like the built-in microwaves. Might as well just include it in the house and have it match the paint. This is like the the mixer. Yeah. 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 Nobody's using those hand mixers anymore. I swear, three out of four people have that that KitchenAid unit. Like I got all the attachments. I can make pasta tomorrow. I can put the other one in, and I was grinding my own meats on the weekend. Yep. Um, Yeah. We should just start including those with builds. Well, build it's interesting. Build the microwave, build in the, the KitchenAid. Because I did notice that this Christmas year, there was a lot of those things kicking around. Like Costco was selling them. I physically put one under the tree, but it was returned. What? It was returned. Oh, I love mine. Yeah, you got one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want one. They're, slight, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, Christmas, they're on sale. Five, I got one for three fifty. Costco. London Drugs. Nice. Little plug um, for London Drugs down in Lansdowne. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. What else? Uh, well, something that not a lot of houses have, but I'm seeing it more and more. But uh, you know, it's not common. Yeah. But it was wasn't even heard of 15 years ago. Is uh, a lot of houses they're putting in some walk-in fridges. Walk-in. But they're designing it where it looks like. Looks like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looks yeah. like there's two fridges. One's an actual fridge, one's like a walk-in style. And you pop open the door and you can walk into it. Like, right. That's brilliant. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? You just like hang a deer in there and <clears throat> slice off chunks for, for appies. Whatever floats your boat. This yeah. is right up your alley, hey, Parker? I know. I've, I've yeah. dreamed about it. <clears throat> I just don't know how I would get it in the house. There's a couple security checkpoints I'd have to go through before <clears throat> that thing would make its way into the cooler. But yeah. Um, what about granite? Rock countertops. I have it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is there a theory that there is a potential for a lot of porosity in them and bacteria and food can, like, get inside small chunks of the granite or quartz stone? It's fair, but just clean your kitchen. Right. Yeah, just clean afterwards. or You know what I mean? <laughs> for the most part, you're going to be using a cutting board for that kind of stuff with your raw meats and anything that can spread bacteria, but, I mean... Bacteria doesn't just fly through the air okay. and get into your, your granite countertops. It it would come from slapping a raw chicken breast right on your granite and, and work, you know, and use the cutting board. Quick wipe, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. or give it a quick wipe down after with some sanitizer. It'll be fine. Okay. Um, here's something I've noticed is the island has become a bigger a bigger fixture in the kitchen, right? Like, a yeah. good way to segue the kitchen to the great room with an island slash bar. Mm-hmm bar stools that's something that you're seeing more trendy and i think from a from a resale perspective if you can get that put into your house in your renovation of your kitchen it's going to add great value absolutely yeah good return uh me and philpo were just reviewing whether we thought a kitchen rental how much money would be put back into your pocket we'd come up with some different numbers but i really think that in a renovation of an older home or even like not super old but just Keeping up with the trends of a, of a home, the kitchen is where the most money is made yeah. in a renovation project. Would you agree with that, John? Yeah. I'm in the house I'm in right now because of the kitchen. I mean, we are in a house. Is that right? Eat yep. and sleep, <clears throat> right? Yeah. A good part of the equation in the, Absolutely. In the house is the, <clears throat> is the kitchen. Is there anything else that you would see evolutionary moving forward that is going to drastically change the way we, that we hang out in our kitchen? Mm, well, I mean, you mentioned in the island is is a good 
good topic because that's, you know, people want to have guests over. Yeah. That's what happens. Everyone migrates to the island. It becomes a big, a social thing now. You're interacting with someone in the kitchen as opposed to them being, like you said, back yeah. in the 70s, boxed off and, and, hiding. and alone in a room. So, I mean, the island's a big part. And, you know, uh, cooking, the evolution of cooking is changing. So you're going to see things in kitchens that that you don't see anymore, like the sous vide machines. You know, that might become... Something that becomes what's a, what's a sous vide <clears throat> machine? Sous vide is a, a technique of cooking where you you seal your ingredients in a vacuum seal bag, right? With whatever flavors you want to kind of impart on them or in them, and what the basically it's a water bath. Okay. So then you put this circulator in the water bath. You know, a commercial circulator goes for about a thousand bucks. They're selling home ones now for like two hundred bucks. Okay. They could use in your home. Yep. And you put your ingredients in this water, set it to a temperature, and the circulator will circulate the water and keep it to within 0.1 of a degree. Um, and you'll never overcook your food. It's impossible. Right. So you could take uh, vegetables even. You could put a carrot in there and set it to, you know, if the temperature for, for a perfect carrot, I'm just off the top of my head, is like 160 degrees. Right. You leave that carrot in there for one hour or 12, it's it'll be perfect. A little yeah. bit crisp, like it'll be perfect. You could put a steak in there at 138 degrees. Right. And it's going to come out perfectly medium rare, and you just finish it by, by searing it. But it's a real foolproof way of cooking. And it's slowly catching on yeah. in the homes, but it's more used in commercial practices, right. catering companies, restaurants. But I'm seeing it more and more in these houses to where um, I wouldn't be surprised 20 years from now yeah. if you walked in a kitchen and there's the sink and then there's, you know, right. a built-in sous vide or something on the counter and you have a right. lid that goes over top of it, but you can take the lid and just... And the circulator's all built in. Right. I have a friend in Seattle. He got one for Christmas, and we actually cooked a roast in it, and it was amazing. Yeah. Right. So you would, like, theoretically, you would, like, wake up, get ready for work, make your dinner, turn it on, and when you come home, maybe some fine-tuning is required, but it's basically, like, cooked. Yep. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I mean, you can even do it on the moment. I mean, the biggest thing right now at... Starbucks that people are raving about and it just came to Canada is their sous vide eggs. Right. So they're doing this sous vide egg and it's, it's you know, it's still, it's moist and it's delicious and it's perfect. That's because it was cooked perfectly. Right. Perfect. Mm. And it could never be overcooked. So, I mean, you could wake up in the morning, suck that in your vacuum seal bag, throw it in your sous vide, go have your shower, come out, it's ready. Nice. And it's safe. Yep. I feel like I'm the safety coordinator. You are today, <laughs> What about a coffee bar? Are we going to see those all in new houses installed? Yeah, what do you think of that? Maybe. A little espresso machine? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd love to see the Keurigs out and mm -hmm. espresso in because, um, yeah, fill up a few landfills with those with the, with stupid the, pucks that yeah. people are using. I mean, I have a Keurig, but I have the puck where I put my own. Yeah, you put your own in it? And in it, yeah. yeah. So do you, like, grind? Yeah. Grind. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I don't know, an espresso machine? That'd be pretty right. badass, right? I feel like I'm the only person on earth who doesn't really like Keurig coffee. Like, I just don't, I don't crave, you know, a one cup jab of whatever. I just want a whole pot. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hot water on demand would be a, a good trend if we could see that. That is too. a very European thing that, that for some reason just never caught on in, in our Western world mm. was like, you know, if you, if you look at a typical house in Europe, now don't, 
don't go research this and find that there's an area of town that doesn't have this Googling it right set now. up. But theoretically, you don't have a hot water tank. You just don't have one. <clears throat> and a lot of the electricity there is 220 in residential. So it's a more efficient way of, of heating, on, on, like electrically, on demand. And you would just, your bathtub would, ha- would, like your bathroom would have one of these and it would coordinate to your tub or to your sink for washing your hands. And you would just have one in your kitchen. And literally, it's just on-demand hot water. Yeah. Why it is like so tragic that we have that in our in our area? I don't know. And it's it's interesting because it's so much more efficient. It takes up no space. And when it's time to go, like like they they last thirty years, but when they're done, you just unplug them, and I mean then recycle them, I guess, and then into the new one. You don't you're not getting a plumber to come make infrastructural changes gas potential leaking out of your you know pipes while the renovation is happening and and you're not taking up three square feet um of prime space floor space for for what would be like a holding tank for hot water so that we can keep it hot forever seems ridiculous i went to a few houses when i was just in australia and they all had it yeah right and it's filtered it's filtered yeah so it's even better it's perfect nice Okay, so um, what about flooring? Flooring in the kitchen. Is it, uh, I mean, there was a day when we used to put carpet in the flooring in the kitchen. How crazy is that? You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Oh. Yeah, I see those. Just like the bathroom. (laughs) Just like the bathroom. What were people thinking? It's cozy on the feet. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I dropped the gravy. (laughs) Whoops. Get the steam cleaner out. Yeah, great. Gonna be cleaning for the next hour and a half. Uh, I, I have tile. I prefer tile. Tile's good, yeah. Yeah. What about you? I'm uh, currently in a tile, and I do have a, a small beef with that, is that if you're not maintaining your grout very well, I mean, that, that, that can be problematic. You can stain it, you know, like wine spilling and grout. Mm. It, it's not coming out unless it's just been freshly resealed. Mm. But um, the way you seal grout is a very temporary thing. Like, it, it, it wears away. Maybe people shouldn't spill wine. Fair enough. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it, don't spill it. Right. Can't build your kitchen planning to spill wine. <laughs> it's usually the second cup that I can't get past. <laughs> Spilly wheel. Uh, okay, so, I mean, like, vinyl's coming in now, and that's, like, pretty durable. And we just had a, we just had a podcast with uh, Chad Price from United Floors who came in and told us that was all the rage right now. Okay. Um, no maintenance, super easy to clean, stain-resistant, moisture-resistant. Like, it just... Uh, you know, I, th- I would say that vinyl is going to take a good impact in what the tile kitchen was years mm-hmm. ago. Um, what's your choice for appliances? What's your thoughts on that? I know for a fact that the Viking gas range was in your home at one time because I'm still dealing with the issue of serviceability on that sucker. Um, well, I still have a Viking. Do you have a Viking right now? Yeah. Yeah. Went from one Viking to another. Wow. It's pretty much the exact same stove. That's a tough stove to service. Nobody wants to touch them in town. Hmm. Yeah. I better get a General Electric then. Yeah, gee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I got... Kind of, I've had a good time with the Viking. I mean, I don't think it's superior to other gas stoves. Like, I have nothing it's to compare just, it to. It's just, it's just yeah. somehow two houses in a row what I lucked out with. And right. It's been okay. What's the sloppiest dinner to make? The sloppiest? Yeah. 
Oh, what did I spill on myself recently? It wasn't wine, was it? No. <laughs> I slop everything on myself. What am I talking about? I'm a walking disaster. Yeah, I was like getting some, putting something in the slow cooker this morning. Yeah. <laughs> slop. I don't know. It's all it's all messy. Like rice. Rice. Rice drives. You know, I want to say something like chili or something that's super saucy. Yeah. You know what sucks? It's rice. Because it's sticky. My kids can't get it in their their mouths. Like I don't understand. <laughs> How hard is it? You know, I've never made rice. Yeah. And then like, we get up from dinner and you know it's a quick wipe down at the table. Never. Right. It's all on the floor, yeah, on our yeah. laps. Like, yeah. Welcome to kids. <clears throat> yeah. Very true. So I want to be put on record that in 20 years, I don't care what you have in your kitchen for trendy products and appliances, but all we're going to do is we're going to like use Alexa from home to tell our kitchen robot Joe to make us sloppy Joes. I'll be home in 45 minutes. And I just believe that that's how it's going to be. And, and you'll be like training your kitchen Joe like exactly how you like it to be made. So if you, you know, like you'll get your kitchen robot and then you're going to program in how you like each recipe to be made. And then it's just like ready to go dialed in. And you're just going to grab your phone on the way home and be like, I know I'll be home in 37 minutes. So I know that X lasagna is out of the question because I'm really hungry, but I'd be okay with a pan seared pork chop and potatoes. An order chef. Yeah. I already have that. Well, what do you got? Kids. Uh, Lucilia and Sean <laughs> Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I dig I'll it. text him tonight and be like, yeah, be home at 6 p.m. So I guess I'm kind of silly to think that I'm going to train yeah. a robot, but I still can't train my kids to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can they pour their own cereal? They could definitely pour their own okay, cereal. Okay, hashtag winning. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> do you remember the days when, like... Pouring the cereal kids would like kids would like wake you up and you'd have to get out of bed to go pour cereal. Yeah, <laughs> don't miss that. Kids 2.0, <laughs> right? Yeah, they got that figured out. Uh, any any record breaking things that you want to be put on record for, Philippa? Like this is history. Predict the future. Forever, oh, this for podcast will be available. So, for predicting so the mine, future, mine yeah. is I predict down the road that everyone will have sous vide circulation things built into their countertops yeah he, he's I'm, gonna have a robot making his food okay yeah. i'm i'm not going with the robot but i'm definitely going with a coffee bar coffee, coffee bar. bar yeah okay <clears throat> so like this is like a, a this is a podcast where we're gonna put into the the treasure chest and we'll bury it in 20 years we're gonna come back and we're all gonna sit down and we're gonna be like who was right and who was massively off all right let's put on record done any closing thoughts philippa I actually want to know what, because you cook with your kids a lot, what you think the best layout is. I think that's always a challenge in, in kitchens, right? Where's everyone going to? Where are your kids standing when you're doing, are, are they your sous chefs? What's happening? Hmm. Well, the, my kitchen is nice, and I did choose that house because of the kitchen, but all three of us can't fit in, in there at once because of the way it's laid out. So, um, that's where an island would be good if you have multiple kids. Like, if you have one kid, it's great. If you have multiple kids, that island's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. It's wide open. You can see what everyone's working on, right? So you can mm-hmm. supervise. Right. So they can have a cutting board there, a cutting board there. You can be talking, instructing them. So the island's a, a great way to, to get your kids there and get them involved. Um, 
and then stools. <laughs> stools. Mm-hmm. Stools. Yeah. yeah. Uh, once you get into the stove thing with your kids, I mean, that crosses a whole new boundary. You know, the first time my kid um, had to pick up the heavy pot with the pasta in it and the water and go dump it, like, eek, right? Right. So, um, Robot Joe will not have a Joe, problem yeah. with the hot water. Uh, <laughs> Do you have a stovetop filler? A which? Stovetop filler, where your water comes right on top of your stove. Like a pot nope. filler? Nope. A pot yeah. filler. What a good idea. Yeah. Never it, seen that. It's also unsafe. Okay, it's inherently unsafe. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> why because back to the safety. <laughs> safety inspector to the Sheesh. rescue. Uh, you're going to have you're gonna have a five-year-old knock that thing to the on position, and unfortunately the pot filler does not have a drain, right? It's just out there. Yeah, you're right. So you got to, I would say that's a house not for kids. That's an okay. item to not have for kids. Okay. Unless there is a safety <clears throat> mechanism built into it. Otherwise, you're coming home and you're coming home to a sloppy mess one day. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Isn't it the robot's job to turn that off, though? It would be, Robot Joe would never have a problem with that. <laughs> you know what's trending down that sucks? What? I have a wood-burning stove in my, in my place, and, okay. you know, we're talking about induction versus electric versus gas heat. Yep. Those are all great. Like, you can't cook on a wood stove. It's ridiculous. Right. Um, I had some fun with it over the holidays. I got it rip-roaring hot, and I sous-vide some lobster tails, so they're done. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're ready to go, and then I put them in a cast-iron pan and put that pan right in the wood stove. Nice. And they got this wicked, like, char on them that's, uh, you know, that you can't really recreate anywhere else. But well, you put the flavor of the wood in there, too. Right? Kind of, yeah. That's yeah, kind of yeah. what happens. It's like getting yeah. a quick smoke, but then the same kind of sear you'd get on your barbecue. But right. anyway, it's just good for heating my house, and uh, I guess it's on its way out from what I see, but, I, you know. I disagree. I yeah? mean, I, it's inherently dangerous <laughs> to have wood <laughs> heat in your house. But I like wood heat, and I, yeah. I, I think the trend goes backwards a little bit. Okay. I think we're at its lowest point, and I think you're going to start to see people creep back into having a more um, backup style heat in their house. Just because, yep. like, I love watching wood burn. Like, it's just very yeah. relaxing, right? So you can be on the couch, you can just hear the crackle in the background. Yep. It's nice. Well, my heating bill was 40 bucks last month. What does that tell you? Yeah. And your house is either cold. Well, until yeah. I get home. Or, <laughs> or, yeah, you got a lot of wood burning. Yeah. All right, so we kind of like finish up. Well, this is a new thing. Maybe I'll let Philip do it. This is a new thing. Parker I'm going to challenge all our guests to some Kamloops trivia. Because I feel like, how long have you been in Kamloops? Decade. Decade? Yeah. More than that? Um, yeah, 11 years. Came here, my daughter was born, and boom. Yeah, 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. Okay. 11 years? Okay. You must have had a good friend that brought you to this town. Yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a struggle <laughs> to get here. A good friend of mine did uh, lure me here named uh, Parker Bennett. I don't know if you ever heard of him. I um, he invented the, the kitchen joke. <laughs> and again, it was a kitchen that, that sold this. I was married at the time. And uh, for the love of me, my wife then didn't like any house we looked at here. Didn't like the thought of moving here. Right. Nothing. We looked at Kelowna, Vernon. Yes, yes, yes. I'm like, no, no, no. And the very last house we looked at uh, on Kimberly Crescent there, we were just leaving. Yeah. And uh, just, oh, we'll let's go look at one more. And then, boom, that was the one. And that had a gas range in it. Yeah. 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 Do you remember that place? I do remember it. You inspect it 
I might have inspected it in my previous life. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you a question that is food-related, since we're talking food here. Um, early 1900s, Kamloops grew, bringing in lots of business, establishing the Royal Inland Hospital, and there was huge growth in agriculture for us. So do you know what one of our main canneries was for? What did we produce? Oh, that's a good one. Wow, a cannery? Mm-hmm. In Kamloops? Mm-hmm. No, it's not maple syrup. It is not maple syrup. It's not pickles. Well, I actually didn't read this question. Oh. So I feel I'm going to play along. But so I'll, is this I'll a, a canned first. good? Like, yes. Because it's called a cannery. Well, can. it can yeah. be fresh. Yeah? Oh, and I prefer fresh. I don't know about you guys. You just gave me answer. Can someone sing? No, I didn't. Can someone sing the Jeopardy song? Okay. While we wait. Thanks, Parker. You're not allowed to Google it, Sean. Sorry. Yeah, oh, it. Well, no? Oh, no okay. Love. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess in the 1900s, Kamloops would be known for its, I don't know, potatoes. Oh, you're up. so close. Am I? Oh, really? I Sounds just... like potatoes. Tomatoes. Yes. Of course it's tomatoes. Because, uh, yes, Sun River's Organics Farm has a schwack of them after every season, so that makes sense. There you go, tomatoes. Tomatoes. Okay, one one more question. Yeah. When are we coming to your house for dinner? Nice. Mine? Yeah. Yes. When do you want? Right now. Even uh, if you go on Instagram, I hashtag a lot of the dinners. I usually have a dinner about once a week. Yep. I hashtag Harnett's Table. Uh, so you can see a lot of my creations that I do. And to be honest, the people that come over for dinner yep. are the people who Facebook me. I also put it on Facebook, but the people that come over for dinner are generally people who Facebook me and go, what the hell? When can I come over for dinner? And I'm like, next week. Done. Done. Yeah. I don't invite people. They kind of invite themselves. So I um, think we just did. Yeah. I think we did. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we should podcast live from Hernet's table one day. We could just like play by play the searing of the lamb chop. Lobster Let's go back to tip. that lobster in the wood fire. Yeah, I wish Kamloops mm. had more access to fresh lobster and seafood. Uh, Sean, it's been a pleasure to wrap your head around this podcast. I appreciate you coming, taking time out of your busy day. Any last salutations on this podcast? No, I'll wrap my fat head around this podcast anytime you, you'll have me. <laughs> uh, it's good times. Uh, just, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, what the future brings, you know, in real estate and kitchens and, and what people are willing to do. And, you know, it just takes one guy to kind of push a boundary and say, F it, I'm going to do this. This is you what know, we're going to do. I'm doing a build and I'm going to do this. And uh, and then it catches on. Yeah. 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 Well, get cracking, buy a lot. We'll build you a, a custom house that's like 90% kitchen. Woot, woot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. And if you haven't checked out our vlog as well, the Kamloops Insider Podcast also has a vlog video. Lots of good information out there. Check it out on our website, viewkamloopsrealestate.com.ca as well. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Peace out.